Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, yes. Man, I'm in a good mood today. Welcome in Thursday edition. Rabot & Co., Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell, Ben Roberts, Jay Davis, lots of people hanging out today here on the show. ESPN 680-1057. We are part of your morning and part of the day here. Going local 7 to 6 every weekday here at ESPN Louisville. Dinner before me and, of course, Bob, after you get roundtable at 3 o'clock. We'll get you all the way through that work day and, of course, through your work week as well. Ben Roberts, 1020 today. We'll talk all things Kentucky basketball. I have formulated, Zach, it, it, I'm at the point, I'm done. We have to ask the Justin Edwards question. It is now, we have reached mid-20th century philosophical levels of we have to write a book about the Justin Edwards thing. <laughs> Lots of books were, were, were titled The Blank Question uh, in the mid-20th century in, in philosophy. You went to college, you probably read many of these. Yes, I did. Um, More than I care to admit. I, I, I get it. <laughs> and so, Happy we, Sharon Moore Day, everybody. Happy, happy cry about your boss getting a day off day yeah but happy being in a cult day happy getting a raise and probably going to not keep the program on the same level day happy i mean just happy nobody cares about your national title anymore day because 50 things have happened since then and it's getting vacated anyway happy defending your (laughs) happy defending your coach and sticking up for him only to pete carroll and irish goodbye you on the way out totally did it's fantastic see you jim he, he doesn't he doesn't owe Michigan anything. They treated him like no, absolute he garbage like no, four I years agree. ago. It, it, they are so lucky he stuck around as long as he did. Yeah, he's a better right. man than me. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Keep them coming. Uh, texter, hey, FYI, Louis' show intro is a Beck song. Beck's damn good and won many Grammys, so I texted back. Hey, were they crapping on Beck? That's perfect timing. And uh, just get back, yes. Talk of Bourbon and Beyond, you can ask Zach C. Um, I don't agree with Diener's music taste. It quite literally only listens to broke country. It's, <laughs> I can't, I can't. it's a good text. It's a good text. Uh, look, Not wrong. it is a funny thing about this place is, is like sports in general, and it's one, by the way, one of the very best things about sports. You can have people who root for the same team as you that in other parts of life are not rooting for the same things. That's right. That's fantastic that way. So there you go. All right. Uh, we'll get after all of that. I was talking about the lineup with Rummage for you know the 90 seconds or what whatever the, the, the changeover is here uh, in the studio. But uh, I, I'm not a music festival guy. Really? Which shouldn't shock anyone. I know it that. It doesn't. No, okay. <laughs> and so uh, I will not be going to Bourbon Beyond, even though it would be free because I work here. How about that? Um, not my scene. I, I mean, love music festivals. I'm not surprised by that. 
Yeah, I yeah. went to Louder in Life last year. It was Good. great. Yeah, I, that's the other part. Is like I I don't know because I go to concerts. I want to be clear, but I, I go to very targeted concerts. I I just the the you just talked about going to Dave Matthews. I have been to a Dave Matthews concert. Yeah, yes. it's a good time. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's not hard to mimic his voice either. I would it's say like, <laughs> him and Eddie Vedder are the same guy. Constipation rock, baby. Divorced dad rock. Divorced dad rock. I'm not divorced yet. Knock on wood. Hopefully never. Oh, there's Sharon Moore hugging. Hey. Oh, just, oh, look, he didn't cry. <laughs> Don't cry, Sharon. I would have cried. I wouldn't have cried. <laughs> Oh, man. I can't wait for him to cry after they lose their first game. All right, so I want to do something positive because this is positive, positive radio, radio. And I'm being really serious. So the ACC football schedule is out. And a bunch of you just changed the channel, but those of you who didn't, <laughs> <laughs> hear me out. Zach, there are different ways to analyze how other people feel about your team. Yeah. Okay? One of them is if your team is in the polls. That's right. right. If your team's in the polls, people think very well of your team. Another way is if your team gets a very specific television slot for a lot of its games, right? If you're Notre Dame and you're on NBC all the time, that's how people feel about your program. If you're the SEC and you have that spot in the middle of the afternoon on Saturdays on CBS, that's who you are. Those are desired things. That's right. Louisville played, was it four games on weeknights this year? Yeah, Virginia, Murray State, Georgia Tech, NC State. NC State. Yeah. Okay, so four, right? Four. Was Duke on one or Virginia no, Duke, Tech? They Virginia were Tech both was? Saturdays. Got it. Virgi- they were both Saturdays, yeah. And then Virginia, that's right. Correct. Yeah, Virginia was the Do you know how many weeknight game. games they have scheduled for next year? One, I believe. One, and it's Friday because every team in the ACC has to play on Friday. Correct. They are putting Louisville back into the major games on the football side. Yeah, I'm... I'm I wonder if they'll make Notre Dame prime or Clemson will be prime. So the TV, though, the TV people think Louisville's going to be good this fall. That's what I'm saying. So if we're going to do positive radio, by the way, and this isn't just positive radio, it's just an observation. Mm -hmm. The people with the money think you're going to be good in the fall. (laughs) Put it that way, right? That's what this is. Let's call it what it is. There's a reason that, you know, the premier programs, Alabama doesn't play Friday games. They do not. Never. Okay. Um, Most of... Most of those kinds of programs do not play on those days. I want to I want to balance this just a little bit because, and this is before your time here, Zach, but mm. some of the very best national eyeballs on the program across the street have been because they were willing, when they were growing the thing, yeah. to play on Wednesday. I, I went to a Wednesday night Kansas State game here. Okay, I've talked about it on some iteration of this show before. Yeah, and it was fantastic. The 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 weeknight game atmosphere at Cardinal Stadium is terrific and the people around here seem to get that I know that Jeff Brom definitely does because he talked about it very positively when he got here and that was something Scott Satterfield couldn't wrap his brain around he would say oh no Friday nights for high school football right these kinds of things where clearly not understanding that part of the Louisville football dynamic where they needed to play on those nights to get eyeballs and by the way good for them yeah that's the right thing to do at that time but boy we're talking about something different next year man this is where this schedule, there's only one little blue dot on their schedule. Isn't it still weird That's amazing. seeing Zach. SMU and Stanford on the schedule as conference games? Fair enough. Yes, but that's where we're college at. football's been weird for a while. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. But they do close. I mean, it is, I mean, the schedule's fun. Five I mean, of their it, last seven are on the road. Yeah, they got a tough schedule. They got to start hot, and then they got to somehow maintain. They got to be better at the end of the year next year than they were this year. 
fair to say. But this is just regular season, like you point out. Uh, so this is the first 12. But man, at BC, at Clemson, at Stanford, Pitt at home, at Kentucky to close the season. Woo! Woo! That's the schedule, folks. But you know what else it is? I see the schedule. You talk about SMU, you talk about Stanford. Mm-hmm. When I moved to town, oh my God, people would have fallen over themselves for this kind of schedule. Oh, yeah. Instead of the Conference USA or whatever American Athletic or whatever they were in yeah. prior to this, man, they would have absolutely murdered for this schedule sure. to get home games against a Georgia Tech, a Miami, a Pitt, an SMU. I know that there are people listening right now who, who root for teams not in the ACC and are rolling their eyes at the quality of that schedule. I get it. That's right. But when I moved here, boy, those teams were not coming here. That was not part of the schedule here, so this is a massive upgrade for that. So the people, look, the money people at least, the ACC network people, the ESPN people, whatever, think Louisville's going to be pretty good at football in the fall. Yeah, that's right. And you and I have talked about this back and forth quite a bit, frankly. If the momentum in the transfer portal is real, if those players are legitimate at all, then whatever they accomplish this year, the team should be that good again, right? They should be that good that level maybe a little bit better. Now that we're looking at the schedule, though, at Notre Dame, at Virginia, at BC, at Clemson, at Stanford, at Kentucky. Woo! Woo! That is... <laughs> I'm sure as a coach, you look at that and you go, oh, yeah, that's a work to do, <laughs> right? And that, But, man, a ton of good opportunities as well. I imagine many of those games, you mentioned them, Clemson, Notre Dame, etc. Stanford, just because you're going to the West Coast, you're going to get primetime opportunities, yeah. right? Can Kentucky have a kind of season? Can Vandegrift, for example, be the kind of guy that when they get to that last game of the season, it's a desired product. It's a desired game for the time slot. That's a tough one for this rivalry because it's up against other games that are obviously going to get more viewers. Yeah, It's okay to say. Georgia's just going to get more people because of Georgia. The I, you know, the, you know, Alabama, Auburn's going to get more viewers. Michigan, Mich- Ohio State's going to get more viewers, etc. There are games that weekend that are going to get more eyeballs but right. can both teams be good enough that that's an interesting game that it's worth a four o'clock start on espn that it's a seven thirty game on espn two, something like that where if you're out and about that iron bowl's on but right next to it is louisville and kentucky can they be good enough at that point in the season next year i don't know but i think that's if you're around here and you're covering the teams like we are that's the hope is that both of them do enough next year that by the time we get to the end of that they're in good shape uh, ben Roberts, in about 10 minutes, we will discuss uh, all things. All things Big Z. How about that? Uh, Texter, Louisville played on a Tuesday uh, in the CUSA days. You're damn right they did. And look, one of the best things about college football when you get well into October is that Maction starts. Yeah. And there's always football on. And the Mac, by the way, is smart because I imagine people look at them and think, why are you playing two games on Wednesday? Well, the reason is if one of them sucks, you can turn the other one. You go to the other one, not to something else. That's right. Right? So you keep the eyeballs on the Mid American Conference. I want to be very clear. I'm not putting Louisville football in the Mid American Conference bubble, but they use that tactic to elevate the number of eyeballs on their program and, frankly, just to elevate their program sure. in general. Um, Texter, when I heard Satterfield say Friday is for high school, I hear Charlie Siege say Dying's for fools. Yeah, that's about right. Winning. <laughs> about right, man. I just – that guy, that guy, there were so many things he just could not grasp. The idea of this this town – Charlie Strong or Charlie Sheen? 
Did I say sh- did I say strong? You did. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. <laughs> That's fantastic. What a terrible slip. Oh man. Char- the great no, Charlie, Charlie Strong would have said uh call to duty. Call <laughs> yeah. They play a call to duty. That's right. Playing the call of duty. The call to duty. Yeah, it's not call of duty, it's the call to duty. Oh, man. I always love hearing old people call something the whatever, like <laughs> the great. Twitter or the yeah, Facebook. Right, right. That's great, yeah. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> man, oh, man. Charlie Sheen. Charlie I, Sheen. I haven't talked about Charlie Sheen in a long time. There's a reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> you know what happened. <laughs> There's Winning. a great scene. I don't know if you're a Simpsons guy. There's a great yeah. scene where they're interviewing the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character in the show. Yes. And they talk about a movie he's made, and it's literally just him standing in front of a wall for three hours, and it costs like you know $180 million to make. And the, the film critic looks at him and goes, how do you sleep at night? He goes, on a big pile of money surrounded by many beautiful ladies. That's what Charlie Sheen's That's doing. That's Charlie Sheen. He's sleeping on a pile of money with a bunch of beautiful ladies. Yes. It is what it is. Uh, Texter, we need to get a petition out uh, to move the UofL game, uh, UofL UK game back to the first game of the season. I have to say, even before I got to sit in this chair, it was one of the best parts about summer radio around here was that we had that game to look forward to. We had golf outings. We had sound from coaches. We had those discussions going on where you could have a lot of hope about your team. And damn it, Zach, for rivalry game, man, in football, because losses are so stinging, you could really ruin someone's season, too. Yeah. And that was cool. And I know it's <laughs> for half the group it's bad and half the group it's good. But, man, that was a cool part about that game being first week of the season. Because Kentucky didn't ruin anything of Louisville's season this year, except that they won the game, right? Louisville's already going to the ACC championship game. It didn't ruin anything. But going into the season, boy, they could have really they could have really upset yeah. the apple cart going in. We would have felt very differently about their season. Uh, Texture, I used to like Beck's Loser when I was in my early 20s, but now 20 years later, his music is no bueno. I don't know that. There you go. Um, huh, there you go. Uh, I hope you're not offended by my uh, intro music at 10 and 11, uh, which is obviously a, a Beck riff, uh, if you will. So there you go. I just wanted to point out that there are people uh, who make much more money and make much more important decisions than Zach and me who think that Louisville football is going to be damn good this fall. And those games, especially the road ones, set up that they're going to get some fun environments where let's let's take, for example, just put them in a box together, the Notre Dame trip, the Clemson trip. Yep. Man, you only have to win one of those on national TV to get eyeballs and get a lot of votes. Yeah, that's right. Right? The Notre Dame game this year kept them in the top 20 the rest of the season. Kept Period them in the top 10 over. until... Right, for a long time. Back again. Right? That's an opportunity. Going to Clemson, you win at Clemson. I don't care if they win 8-4 this year. I don't care. That's a win that people take seriously, right? That's and right. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is real. Can you read this text for me, Zach? It uh, ends in 729. Um I never know if these are real things or if people are trying to get me just to read celebrities' names. And so there you go. Um, Celebrity names. There you go. Hmm. Um, By the way, uh, we are 100 days out from Derby. So happy 100 days. And um, today is the day if you are interested in being in the Kentucky Oaks Survivor Parade. If you're a person or you know someone uh, who's a cancer survivor. Uh, today is the day that that opens. It's KentuckyDerby.com slash Survivors Parade. Uh, you have until February 20th to sign up, but they um, you're encouraged to share your story on the website and those kinds of things. It's a very, very cool day. Zach, I have to ask, and it's probably no because you were new. Did you get to go out to the track for a derby last year at all? Or were you kind of tethered there. to this place? I was there until like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. 
I did go out. Okay, midweek you were there. That's right. Thurby's, for a guy your age, is the place. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the place. So if you want to do that, KentuckyDerby.com slash Survivor's Parade. Get in on that. Uh, just sharing a, uh, a note I got from over there at uh, Churchill Downs. Um, the uh, best UofL football quote, coach quote of all time. I didn't know you could sew hair to hair. Coming from Bobby P. It's up there, man. It's up there. Call to Duty, though, is, is still my favorite. Um, Someone, <laughs> thank you, uh, sixty eight oh six eight, who just texted in this image from the Michigan State message boards. I can't talk about that, but good God, that's a great text, and I appreciate you very much. And apologies to the other several thousand of you listening that don't know what I'm talking about. But essentially, you can imagine the rival message boards got pretty excited when Jim Harbaugh decided not to be Michigan's coach anymore. That's right. Even though everybody knew that it wasn't going to happen anymore. I mean, we'll get to that story, especially with Jay. And I know you have your rivalry sort of head about you, as do I, of course. But it just, this is one of those arrogance moves within athletic departments to just assume that a Sharon Moore can be as good as Jim Harbaugh, right? Or is it just looking around, there isn't another Jim Harbaugh, we may as well keep the same guy. I could see that, and I could yeah, also see, I think what's, that's going what on. You see what's going on with Alabama. As soon as they went outside their infrastructure, everybody started transferring. And everybody got pissed. That's right. Right. I mean, there's a weird, yeah, those programs that have that Alabama guy, Michigan man, whatever you want to call it, like they they really do, like after he retires and he does the best coaching job of all time, the guy calls the Feinbaum show and he's like, well, that Yankee Saban, what? <laughs> West Virginia was on the wrong side. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Dude, what a thousand football games are we doing? Jeez. Oh, man. I, I just can't imagine thinking that that's the thing that you got to go after, man. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to do first segment, and we will get to a break and call uh, uh, call uh, Ben Roberts. It is Scott Davenport's birthday. How about that? So happy birthday, Scotty D, coach over there uh, of the Bellarmine Knights. Uh, he is 88 years old today. I'm just kidding, Scott. Um, so there you go. A uh, little Scotty D birthday. Uh, happy birthday to him. Uh, James Black, if you are listening, you should make... Uh, Bellerman graduate, Round Daddy, sing happy birthday to Scotty D on his show. Uh, we'll talk to Ben Roberts next. He's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. We'll talk to him next here, Robonco, ESPN 680, 105.7. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. Ah, yes. Welcome back in. 
<laughs> Rabobo Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. Uh, reminder of some programming heading uh, into your Thursday here around the station. Make sure you check out Bellarmine Basketball. Happy birthday to Scotty D. He's got to work today. Uh, North Florida visiting Freedom Hall, uh, 615 pregame. You get 630 first tip here on 681-057. And, of course, Louisville women's basketball. They'll play ba- uh, Boston College tonight at 7. That game's on 93.9 across the hall. You're home for all things U of L there on 93.9 Boston College. Louisville women getting it current and all the folks over there. But we do bring in our friend Ben Roberts. He is from the Lexington Herald Leader at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter. And, of course, you can find them at Kentucky.com slash sports. Uh, ben, are, are you a uh, – so I woke up. This weather gave me – a lot of pleasure this morning and i don't know how to explain it but we have a very dry house after many days of very cold weather uh and so i've been the dad opening windows and opening doors and letting some of the humidity into the house are you one of these guys have you turned into the turning off the lights light switches dad yet uh no my wife does a lot of that i'm uh i i do like the i do like the fresh air i did not open any windows this morning i this weather makes me just feel more like getting in back into bed uh, in the morning huh. than, than getting out of it. And I'm not a big fan of uh, whatever is going on out there. Today. <laughs> well, there you go. Little Ben Roberts. You know, every time we ask Ben about his house, Zach, uh, you know, he says, oh, really, my wife does that. So I'm going to ask you the question from office space. What would you say you do here? <laughs> I do quite a bit. I do the dishes. I do the laundry. Okay, there um, you go. All right. Yeah. Take care of the dog. Okay, well, that's not small. Okay, I didn't know you had a dog. There you go. All right, well, Ben Roberts with us. Uh, look, they lose to South Carolina the other day uh, on the road, and it's not just a loss, Ben. It's it's a sort of jarring outcome as far as the uh, the manner in which it happens, the final score margin, et cetera. But we've also seen this from lots of teams around college basketball this year that either have very bad nights or once they get into conference play, games like this seem to pop up more and more sort of generally reacting to the other night, Ben. Where are you on this? Is this a, oh boy, bad spot on the resume and it could turn into more bad spots? Or is it more just what we've seen in 2024 um, here in, in the conference play of college basketball? Um, I mean, obviously not being uh, intimately educated on every other college program in the country. Um, you know, obviously I have seen those scores, but from a Kentucky standpoint, for them, what I think is most worrying is that the, kind of this narrative was forming around this team that, you know, it's okay if the defense is mediocre because this offense is just unstoppable. Nobody's going to be able to stop it. Yes, they might give up 80 points every tournament yeah. game, but if they score 90 points every tournament game, then they still advance. And I think, you know, I think there was obviously a lot of skepticism of that thinking, but as the season went on and they kept putting up these huge numbers and then Z comes back and did what he did and opened up the offense even more for a time Saturday. I think I think more people were starting to buy into it, and I, I think it just absolutely came to a screeching halt uh, Tuesday night. And I think everybody can now turn the page from that and know that there could very well be a game like this in March, and probably will be when when you when you get up against those better teams and and obviously better coaches. Um, and the defense is still bad i mean it it is not good right now um so i think from kentucky's standpoint that uh, that's the biggest takeaway is that this team is as fun as they've been as electric as that offense has been 
they still have uh, a little ways to go before I think you can you can call them a, a real national title contender in March. And I think you can still call them that because I think you know they do have that two months to go, and then they do have uh, competitive guys and athletic guys, and and you, you know they should be able to get this thing improved to the point where they they could they could win a game like that. But right now it's not, um, and they got punched in the mouth Tuesday night. Uh, as Antonio Reeves told me, they he thought they got punked, um, and that's not what you want to hear on January twenty third. Ben Roberts with us. He's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, MartiniLouisville.com. Check him out. Uh, happy hour, lunch, brunch, dinner, uh, weekdays, weekends. I've got catering, tons of great options. Just a fantastic spot to stop uh, out there in the East End for lunch, uh, dinner, or brunch. Uh, MartiniLouisville.com. Big Z. Uh, was the story after his sort of, um, I don't even know how to describe his debut, frankly, Ben. Um, I'm sure it was, uh, can you kind of describe the scene? I'm sure you were there. Uh, what was Rupp like? What was, you know, everything else? And how much did he benefit from, hey, one o'clock in the afternoon, he's going to play today. And Georgia's like, oh, crap, we, got, <laughs> we don't have any game plan for this guy that hasn't yeah. been eligible the rest of the season. Or it, did we see a glimpse of what this guy really can be? I think both. I mean, I, we. I mean, you, you can't do what he did out there Saturday and, and the time that he did it, and not have a whole lot of talent and a whole lot of upside, and and maybe more immediate, um, a, a more immediate way to make a contribution than we thought he he might uh, before before we actually saw him play. I think he did benefit from Georgia finding out at at one twenty eight p.m. or whatever <laughs> time it was that he was going to play, and even if. You know, even if they had had a little more advanced time, as Mike White said, you know, they didn't know he could shoot like that. They knew that that was something that was kind of on his resume. But how do you game plan for a guy that very few people have really seen play at all, especially in the past few months? So, um, you know, I think that was a big part of it. As far as the scene at Rupp, I was at the Tayshawn Prince game when he hit mm. the five threes against yep. North Carolina. That was up there. I was at the game where Billy D came in with the fresh number one ranking with Florida. I think it was 2003. Um, and Kentucky and Tubby just blew the doors off of him right off the bat. That was some sustained noise. You know, other than that, it's hard to remember one quite like it. It wasn't just the noise. It was just the, the energy in the building. It was just like this this feeling that everybody was seeing something that wasn't real, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, you know, it started with that behind the back pass, which, which I th- think threw everybody off guard, including some people around Kentucky's team. Trey Mitchell told me after that was the, really the only thing of the night that surprised him. Cause he hadn't seen anything like that, even mm. in practice. <laughs> and then when he starts railing off those shots, it, it was, it, it became comical uh, by the end of it. Ben Roberts with us. Um, I, the only thing that I said that I think we need to be a little wary of is this was a team that was rolling in a very significant way prior to South Carolina and I don't want to point at one person or one thing for that game it does seem like an all systems failure frankly on that game but is there a chance that the insertion of a guy like Big Z this late in the season could actually turn out to be a, a net negative for this team no, I mean, we've kind of talked about that along the way with some players and coaches because, I mean, you think about it, they they throw Aaron in um, on December 2nd. And they, threw, they throw Ugo in two weeks later. They've had, you know, DJ's missed a game. Adu's going to be coming in, and he missed a game earlier. It's not – I mean, they still haven't been full strength. They haven't uh, – 
they haven't had all their players on the court at one time yet. Um, so I think any time you can add players, not only talented, but with those specific talents, uh, you know, talking about the three seven-footers, maybe it takes a little bit to figure that out, but I think you'd rather have that than not have it, sure. especially by March. I think you'd rather take the take a little bit of time to figure it out in late January and February. Um, and for, for what happened Tuesday night, I mean, I don't think any of that is, is on uh, Z's insertion or, or trying to get him minutes or trying to figure out how he works in the lineup. They just they just absolutely got beat. And, and that's a credit to, you know, we talked about on this show a lot that, that the SEC has just become this juggernaut yes. and there are no nights off. Yep. And I think Lamont, Paris, and South Carolina are the perfect example of that because, you know, you can be riding high after a win like Georgia and in some past years, even though they've struggled at South Carolina under Cal, um, you may be going to a South Carolina and, and think you can just kind of eke one out even if you're not playing your A game. Lamont Paris came in there with, with yeah. the best game plan to beat Kentucky, yeah. obviously, yeah. Uh, all season long. And, and his guys executed it. They obviously believe in him. He doesn't have the most talented roster uh, in the world in the SEC. And, and they – they looked like a Final Four team uh, Tuesday night. The way the way they were able to take Kentucky completely off their game, like nobody else had. So that's that's what you run into the, run into in the SEC, um, and you know that's going to be the way moving forward too. I mean, there there's no easy games, and that was the perfect example of it Tuesday night. Lamont Paris reminds me a bit of Leonard Hamilton in that once in a while you just look up and you're like, man. There goes Leonard Hamilton again. <laughs> it's just one of those games where they just they just smack somebody and they play their game and they have that game plan and blah blah blah. And it's like there he goes again. And, and Lamont Paris, I yeah, that guy with any level of skill, Ben. Like if he had like slightly better roster, I, I'd be amazed. Uh, I'd be interested to see uh, what he could do. Ben Roberts with us at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, Kentucky.com slash sports for everything down at the Herald Leader. Um, I'm going to ask you about Justin Edwards because I have gotten very negative about him since you were last on on this show. But before that, I saw a tweet from Adu Thiero's dad last night. <laughs> what is his status and is he going to be able to come back? Because frankly, Adu's one of these guys that we don't talk about a lot, but I think he did a lot of really good things for this team earlier in the season. Well, he did. And even when, you know, and this back issue has been bothering him, yeah, he was playing through it. Uh, you know, he sure. there were it wasn't funny to John Calipari at the time, but there were a couple moments in the North Carolina game, uh, one where he just ran off the bench as soon as the as soon as it tipped off, and that was when everybody was sick. And I was like, oh man, is it too sick? Is he going back to the bathroom? And then he runs back in with his back his uh, his little back brace um, that he that he was wearing uh, that I guess he forgot in the locker room that he was wearing when he wasn't playing. Then in the beginning of the second half, uh, Aaron Bradshaw gets his third foul, and Cal runs down to look to put a do in, and he can't find him. He's over in the tunnel stretching his back out, and by the time he finds him, Aaron gets his fourth foul down on the other end. Um, Adu obviously came in and did great things in that game. I, I thought he gave him really good minutes while playing um, with the issue against Louisville. Um, so yeah, he, I mean, he it sounds like he's on pace to come back Saturday as long okay. as there are no setbacks. He's, <clears throat> he's been practicing. Cal said last night that as long as he practices today and tomorrow, um, he expects him to play Saturday. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it, you know, the 
you have to be, or I don't know if you have to be, but they've been delicate in the way they've handled it publicly with, with like the disclosure of the injury and then the whole general soreness thing, I think had people kind of either laughing or think they were making things up about why he was out. Um, but it, I mean, it's just, it's, it's been the back issue and, and the kid's still growing and, um, you don't want to, especially in January, you don't want to put him in a situation where you tweak something further and he stays out longer. Um, when to that point, everything had been humming along pretty well and, and you, you thought you could maybe give him a little bit more time. So, you know, I think Tuesday night was a perfect example of a game where a do could have really sparked this team. You know, Kansas came out and played pretty physical and, and a do went right back at him in that game. They lost, but I, I thought he was a, he was a, a big part of, uh, them keeping that one close and, and having a chance to win at the end. And there have been some others along the way like that. And there's going to be a lot more, I think, moving forward, especially when coaches see the tape from Tuesday night. Um, but, yeah, I, I expect him back. Um, I know that's probably been hard on both him and his family and everybody around the team with, uh, you know, having to put up with, with Twitter rumors when they know it's just, I mean, this kid's got a, this kid's got a back issue and they're, they're trying to not make it worse. I have compared Justin Edwards this week, and please hear me out on the entirety of this argument, <laughs> um, to the season in 15-16 that Scalabissier had at Kentucky. And Scal for the season averaged 6.5-3. And, and three. Justin Edwards right now is averaging 8-4. and four. And I, I think at the end of the year, he's, so he's averaging 23 minutes. Scal's averaged something in the neighborhood of 16.5 minutes. I think by the end of the season, Justin Edwards is going to be an also- piece on this team you have an article up today about him uh, i'm calling it the justin edwards question or the justin edwards dilemma i'm not quite sure what to do because i think all of us can look at him and see the see the skill and see the the potential but so many times in the cal era ben we've watched players come in who are going to obviously be superstars in the nba but it just doesn't work at kentucky and i'm less less of a, a point you know, appointing it and trying to give blame to people sort of analysts on this. I just think sometimes you get to a spot and it just doesn't work and you go somewhere else and it does. Is there a chance that Justin Edwards is fine in the NBA, but it just doesn't work this season at Kentucky? I think there's a chance of that. And, you know, I mean, he, he's a nice kid. I like dealing with him. I hope for his sake, uh, that that's what ends up happening. Um, I, you know, Scal, that's an interesting comparison. I, anybody who watched Scal in high school, knew how skilled he yep. was and how unique his game was, especially for that time. He's kind of ahead of his time yep. uh, with, with some of the players we're seeing now. Um, and he was misused here. I mean, there's no question about that. I think if you gave, uh, you, you know, you, you got Cal to tell the truth about it, he, he would he would, he would would cop to that. That, you know, he tried to make him a back-to-the-basket player, tried to put him on the post, and that was never going to be who Scalabissier was in college basketball, let alone the NBA. Um, and I think if Scal was in the 2023 recruiting class uh, in the way that they're playing this season, you would see a much, much different player. Um, Justin, it's so odd, and that's part of what I wrote about today, because he seems to be in the perfect situation <laughs> to do the things that he's best at. This team does not need... You know, that team could have used a scal, uh, a scal that, that, that averages 18, 10, and three blocks a game. This team doesn't need Justin Edwards to Correct. do that. Correct. This team has plenty of firepower offensively. They could use a really good perimeter defender who's long, who's athletic, which obviously he is, and that was kind of part of his uh, billing coming in. 
They they can use that. What I think of a glue guy is the guy who dives on the floor and fills in the blanks and, and gets maybe twelve and seven and four every night and just does whatever you need to need him to do. Um, that's what they need, and that's the situation he's been put in with some of these lineups. And, and for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. So, I mean, that's the most perplexing part to me. I, I think a lot of it is the confidence. A lot of it is the lack of strength, which which we talked about in the preseason. I mean, Justin, Justin acknowledged that he needed to get stronger. But some of these, you know, uh, the – the, his only shot against South Carolina was a good example. He drives yeah. at the rim, and then he the first ten of contact, he kind of shifts the ball over, throws up a shot that has no chance of going in because um, he's not finishing through the contact. Mm. In high school, he could finish through that contact. He could dunk on a guy. Defensively, somebody gets by him in high school. He's 6'8", he's long, he's athletic. Whoever did it to him is not. So he can make up that space in an instant and either – knock the ball away or block a shot or at least steer him in another direction. He can't do that in college. So a lot of the stuff he could do against 17-year-olds last year, he's not doing against 23-year-olds who've seen a lot more than those 17-year-olds this season. Right. Um, and I think that's that's lowering his confidence. He's getting down on himself. And I, I would argue that every other scholarship player on this roster has met or exceeded expectations coming in really quickly and I would say most have exceeded exceeded them and that's got to be tough as the one guy yeah, that's right. who has not met those expectations when you're looking around and, and you're seeing all the success that, that your teammates are having Justin Edwards only double digit scoring efforts versus power six teams were at home against Miami when he had 11 points and at Louisville when he had 13 he has not scored in double digits since the 21st of December at Louisville and so uh, yeah no it's just a you know, it's interesting what coaches do with their lineups, Ben, as far as who starts, who does, and how many minutes they get, et cetera. But Justin Edwards the other day, I mean, he played 23 minutes, and we had a long debate the other day here because Zan Payne played 17 for Louisville and didn't didn't have a stat line at all except for one personal foul. And Justin Edwards got pretty close to that in that game the other yeah. day. Um, and so I just – I you can tell too, Ben, and maybe – and you're there in person – he looks increasingly frustrated on the floor as it, more just what can I do here? What am I supposed to do here? He seems to have more of those mannerisms. Is he on an edge here, or do you think this is something they can reclaim? I think they can. I think they can reclaim, and I, and that's that's the thing. You you refer to him as 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 an also piece at the end of the season. That's what they want him to be. Sure, right? Point. No, that's right. Even, that's right. Even at the beginning, I think that's what they wanted him to be. And you know, I asked Bruiser Flynn, I asked Orlando Antigua, I asked Cal Tuesday night. They don't want him scoring even 15 points a game. They don't necessarily need him to get in double digits scoring. They want him to do all those things that that they know he can do, that they've seen him do. And Cal especially thinks that once he starts doing those things, that's going to raise his confidence, and then he will hit those three pointers that he's apparently been hitting in practice. He will finish through contact. He's a he's a good he's a good free throw shooter, but he's not shooting free throws. He shot right. two the other night. Yeah. I think in his, like his previous eight games, he had one free throw attempt. Uh, and when you're, I mean, when you're that long and athletic and can can get to the rim, um, you should be shooting a lot more free throws because you should be and you should be playing through that contact and 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 getting those foul calls. Uh, so yeah, and I mean his. I mean, he, we sat down for a long time before the season, and, and we talked about his how he is really hard on himself, 
and how he's tried to get past that and, and turn the page from, from what he sees as bad plays or bad shots or missed shots. And you can tell when you're watching him play that, that it's it's just mounting up on him. That, that As Kyle talked about his body language a couple weeks ago, and it is just kind of that, you know, what else can I do? What could I have done there? And, and he's still thinking about it two plays later. And, and mm-hmm. once you get to that point, it, it is, it's, it's really hard to, to get past it, especially in the moment. Ben Roberts with us. Uh, I have like a half an hour more of questions to ask you, but instead I will let you out of here on this. As far as the basketball, we have our culture question next, but you know, we got to go basketball first. Uh, they go to Arkansas on Saturday. This was a game last year. Dan and I, I, I think one of our more famous arguments was over this game uh interestingly enough because i i made the statement before the game when everyone i it was weird last year because this was the game i don't know if you remember ben everyone just assumed they were going to lose at arkansas oh yeah i remember and and i said to dan i said is this kentucky basketball or like what are we doing like literally what are we doing and then they go down there and they was it their best performance of the year might have been right i mean it was absolutely one of them for that team last season what do you expect with this group on saturday yeah, last season I think they were seven point underdogs and didn't have a point guard. I know they didn't have a point guard. Uh, that's for sure because yeah. Kaysen and, and and Wheeler were both out. Uh, you know, I watched <laughs> watched part of that Arkansas game last night. Um, shoo, man, they are they are really struggling. Uh, but Bud Walton Arena, Kentucky coming to town. You know, it is going to be just absolutely crazy down there um you know i don't think people are going to not show up with kentucky coming to town uh especially the way they support them and and as loud as that building can get and they have the talent you know if you watched especially the first half of the texas a&m game if you watch the duke game there is talent on that team there are a lot of guys who are capable of going off i mean for 30 points um on on any night uh, or or a trevon brazil who who's who could just do crazy things uh, on any given night uh, but as we've seen, they can they can be one of the most disjointed teams in high major college basketball, uh, and that's what they've been most of the time. But I mean, I think this is a dangerous game for Kentucky, mm. and they need to win it coming off of Tuesday. They need to regroup and 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 really show something. Um, but that is, you know, it's kind of this: if they go down and win, oh yeah, they're supposed to beat you know, one in five in the SEC Arkansas who, who, who can't do anything lately. Uh, and if they lose, it's the end of the world because they lost to one in five <laughs> Arkansas. So they really can't win from that standpoint, but but they really need to get a win and they really need to, to, to have a bounce back effort. Um, but I think it's going to be tougher than a lot of people expect. All right. It is uh, January 25th. It is Burns Night. Do you know what Robert Burns Night is? Robert Burns Knight? I do not. Okay, so he was a Scottish poet. Uh, he was into haggis, whiskey, and having friends. Uh, ben, do you have friends? Uh, yes, I, I do have some friends. How about that? Okay. Is it more yeah. than just the, the, the John Hale? Is it more than just him? <laughs> yeah, but there may be a couple more. <laughs> He's like, it's not, it's not you, Louie. Uh, the other thing is, is it's a National Fish Taco Day. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, a favorite protein for your tacos, Ben? Uh, I usually go chicken okay. uh, with tacos, but yeah, I'll I'll do. I mean, I'll I'll do just about anything with tacos. Well, there you go. Fish not my favorite, but I'll I'll have a fish taco. There you go, and it's also National Irish Coffee Day. Uh, are you drinking an Irish coffee? I'm currently drinking a a black coffee. Have you ever had an Irish coffee? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> 
He's Ben Roberts. He's with the Herald Leader. Uh, at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, he's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, where you can get an Irish coffee. How about that? Uh, ben, oh, we yeah. appreciate you. Talk to you next week, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Louie. Do you know what? I hope someone else heard that. I hope someone else, and I think Ben saw it. I don't care. I hope someone else heard that. One of the things you can do in that segment is because I've asked such horrible things, like how do you talk to your wife about her weight, right? Like those kinds of questions. <laughs> you don't. How do you talk to your wife about your weight? When I asked the question, like, have you had an Irish coffee? He's like, wait, this is it? Yeah. I'm, wait, what? You got so he had today. this like hesitation of like, what is he trying to get me to say here, right? right. What a beautiful moment. He is presented by Martini Italian Bistro, Martini Louisville.com. Uh, we'll come back. Quick segment to end the hour here, Roboco. ESPN 680, 105.7. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. He wakes up in the morning Does his teeth bite to you are listening to Rabo and Co. Here on ESPN 680's 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabo. Alright, welcome back in. A little South African guy covering a Civil War era song. How about that? A little Dave Matthews here on Rabo and Co. Here at ESPN 680. 105.7 alongside Zach Cantrell. Louis Rabo hanging out with you. Bobby V after us for first round. First round. Round table, first replay, whatever we're calling that show these days. At 3 o'clock, we got you till 6 local here on ESPN 680 105.7. Remember, you can follow the station at ESPN 680. You can follow me at Radio Louie as well. Jeff Wall's show will be on Friday after the Cardinal Insider. That's over on 93.9. Cross the hall here. Live at Parlor in J-Town. How about that? Go get some pizza and hang out with a guy who does a good job coaching a basketball team. How about that? Uh, we will have the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Uh, for that game, we just talked about with Ben after the Arkansas game. Uh, that'll be around. I actually think that game's at 6, not at 7. So uh, that'll be around 8.15 or so that you'll get the postgame with Zach, uh, Mike Gundolfo, of course on those as well and the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife folks want you to remember to check out that elk draw on their website as well as part of uh, their promotions over there and go check them out uh, don't go to Dan Issel's house and shoot an elk uh, shoot one here in the uh, in the state of Kentucky instead um, man oh man how about that did you learn anything from Ben Roberts today yeah <laughs> I did you liar what you learn? <laughs> I learned the Justin Edwards question that we've got to talk about you know you know, playing 23 minutes and doing absolutely nothing. So I thought, look, and this is the this is the dilemma. So when Ben says, "Well, that's not what the coaches want," that's a nice thing to say. That's right. But that's not how Justin Edwards feels. It's not true. He doesn't want to be an eight and five guy. Nope. I mean, I I brought up Scal and I expected Ben to be like, "What a ridiculous!" He, he didn't. No. <laughs> At all. And I, by the way, I've been waiting for the text line to, to skewer me over that one too. And it's they haven't. I, I just. Man, it's such an interesting question with 
with Edwards because you look. I, I think anybody that's watched a fair amount of basketball can look at that guy and say, okay, I. I can imagine a scenario in which he's very good at basketball. Yeah. It just isn't working in Kentucky right now. And we saw, we've seen plenty of guys who go on to great NBA careers afterward. Um, Scal's not one of them, by the way. He played four years in the league, but, you know, he got four years of checks in the NBA after six and a half and three at Kentucky. I mean, so, you know, it's, it's, it's something Edwards could do for sure. I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. And it's interesting to hear him talk about the Vsech debut and compare it to that, that Tayshawn game. Yeah. Man, have you seen the YouTube of that? I have. Whew. Tayshaun, dude. Your boy. <laughs> I do like Tayshaun. I just haven't, again, I was there for that play for the block on Reggie Miller, but also just, I don't think I've ever paid attention to wingspan before <laughs> Before Tayshaun was a piston. <laughs> I think he had a 7 5 wingspan. He is the very definition of wingspan. Yeah, no. It's... Jay Billis loves Tayshaun Prince. <laughs> there you go. A little South Central uh, reference. Taylor Swift stalker has been arrested for oh, the third no. time in five days. Third time in five days? How about yes. we lock that person? Yeah, like, how, maybe, why are we maybe letting that's him back the out? giveaway here. Yeah. By the way, I did hear Ben Roberts say, I'll do anything with a taco. I, I heard it, and yes, we're going to put on the mixtape. Of course. Yeah, it, was, it was fantastic. I'll do anything with a taco. Uh, Texter, okay. Edward, Edwards plays like a guy that's worried about draft stock and not in the in a good way. And it makes him play harder in a bad way. It makes him afraid to play poorly. Yeah, no, I think There's the real issue is is the mental part of this now, right? So Diener actually, he had a golf guest on, talk about this kid from Alabama who's going to make like twenty five million dollars in the next three years. Um, the the thing about Edwards is just that I think it's mental. You know, he talked about the mental part of golf. Guys like David Duvall have it for three years, and then they just they get the yips and it's over. You know, it even got to you know a, a Tiger Woods that kind of thing. You wonder with Edwards, man, what what is it going to take for that guy to snap out of that stuff, and can he do it within this season? And I'm of the opinion it's not worth it to find out. It's not. You got too good of a team to, to wait around for dudes to develop. I, ben Ben's right, by the way. So Kentucky, in the same way, just because of the nature of college basketball and who they have on this roster, their window is this year. Not in a bad way, by the way. That's just the nature of college sports. Yeah. Guys move on to the next league. Their window is this year. You don't have time to wait on a guy like Justin Edwards. You just don't. No. And I don't, again, I trust Ben. When Ben tells me, I'm around this player, he's a good guy. I'm around this coach, he's a good guy. I'm around this coach, he's a jerk. I trust those things. I didn't even get to ask, by the way, about Carter Knox or about the guys in the McDonald's All American game. But I just, this is, again, Carter Knox, perfect example. If he comes in next year, I told Jason Kelsey to stop calling, following her out. It's a good text. Edwards equals Ben Simmons coming on the text line. I, he's something, man. I, I just don't know what to make of him because you can see the talent. Ben Simmons is not different. And mental, the mental part of Ben Simmons' game is legitimate. It's absolutely legitimate. Yeah. Man, there are a bunch of good texts from across the hall, and I, I would love to know what the hell they're talking about. But they're taking calls on Maven's show. Yes, they are. And that is. What could they? Are, are they spending two hours on Louisville's football schedule? Oh, good question. Um, That'd be my guess. Let me see. So this this text is about the next basketball coach. This text is about Marcus's intelligence. Um, another text about tacos. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Uh, keep them coming. Four three seven nine six eighty. Our UPS jobs text line. I I just that question is going to be the thing that I watch the next couple of days. Is that a guy that you need? Just ask him. What's that? Just ask him. Just ask him. Uh, the 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 thing though with Edwards is 
is is a trip to Arkansas the time to try that? The answer is probably not. Right? You probably don't want to to fool with things too badly against a team that can beat you. I mean, and Ben brings up, by the way, oh, these are guys that can go for 30 because we've seen that a couple of times this year, right? Correct. With the way that Kentucky defends, it allows other teams, especially their scores, to get into a kind of rhythm where they are more effective against Kentucky than they are against other teams. Now, something I, I was talking with Gandolfo privately on the phone last night, and something he, he called me, he's like, you said you wanted to bring up two things while we were talking. Did we talk about them? And I said, I think we did. But one of them was, and we didn't really go into much detail on it because I don't know how much people are interested in a full, say, five-minute discussion between Mike Gandolfo and Louis Rabot about weak side defense on the UK back line. But that's a, that's a Cal thing in general. All of his teams have that issue, right? So I, I don't know how much I want to overreact to it. And I, and I was pretty clear the other day on, on Wednesday, I, this was an offensive failure, man. Yeah, they they hold a team under eighty. They need to win the game. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's just what it is. Um, and so hopefully, uh, get that back on schedule on Saturday. U of L, of course, is hosting Virginia, and I would love to know if there's another high level, high major rivalry with two teams that we consider to be pretty good historically. That is as one sided as this one. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It did not matter who was coaching Louisville. They were not beating Virginia. And, and so uh, they come to town on Saturday. We'll have all your coverage on 93.9. 10.30, we'll start over there. Uh, man, i got to ask James Black in the break here if he and uh, uh, Jeff Lightsey are doing an earlier show on Saturday. They I just assume They are? Yeah. Oh, you know that. Okay, great. So they're like coming in at 9 kind of thing? Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Virginia comes in. What would you guess the get-in price for tickets is at the Yum Center on Saturday? Okay, good. Awesome. Thank you, James. I appreciate it very much. want to make sure I get that programming right. Yeah. Go ahead. The get-in for the Louisville game? Yeah. Woo. 12 bucks? That's seven. Okay. Seven. So take, no the, way. take the family. How about that? Yeah, there My you go. My suggestion, go to the Bellarmine game tonight instead. Sing happy birthday to Scotty D. How <laughs> about right. that? There you go. Well, happy birthday to Scotty D. How about that? 88 years old today. How about that? Kidding, Scotty. He's, ni- <laughs> he's 91. Yeah. <laughs> he jogs like a 20-year-old, though. I'll tell you what. Uh, Texter. Um, you don't have to worry about Carter Knox. He's coming to U of L to play for the new coach. Be a hell of a coup. <laughs> Would be a hell of a coup. It would be great. Oh man, man, oh man. Did you catch any of the uh, the Beekman the Beekman talk from uh, <laughs> from uh, oh gosh from uh, Lachlan McLean over the summer? No, he was saying you'd rather have Beekman than, than DJ Wagner. What? <laughs> Now, let's be fair to Beekman. He's 13-6 and six this year. He's got six assists a game uh, right now. And Virginia is super generic, by the way, 14-5, and 5-3. Five, five and three. And they're going to come in here and just stomp all over Louisville. They're giving up 57 points a game. Does Louisville get to 58 points? No. I don't think so either. No way. Virginia now winners of three straight after beating North Carolina State 59-53 last night. Zach, in overtime. Yeah. Five extra minutes. They still didn't score 115 points. <laughs> As as a combined unit of those two teams did not happen. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, it's so bad some nights, man. College basketball is so great, and then some nights you're like, There's, yeah. go ahead and claw my eyes out. I don't need to watch this. Like, it's, just, it's just not good. I like That's college so basketball in the NCAA tournament and everything, but watching regular season games. Some of those games, especially, painful. like if you know it's Virginia, like you just... I, I, 
That's why I never want Virginia to go far in the NCAA tournament. You are not wrong, my friend. Uh, Virginia up to five and three in the conference. The only undefeated team at this point is eight and zero North Carolina. Florida State six and two. Duke five and two. Virginia five and three alongside NC State and Wake Forest. Uh, Everyone else has at least four losses in the league. Louisville, with their loss the other day, did move to last place uh, officially in the ACC, a game behind Notre Dame and uh, Georgia Tech and Boston College, who are all two and six. The ACC is fascinating, too. We, we can get to that in, in the next segment here with, with Jay Davis, who will join us in his usual 11 o'clock spot. He's presented, by the way, by our friends at Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Use our promo code ABA20 uh, from this show to get 20% off all of your ABA gear up there. They got the red, white, and blue basketball. They got trading card sets and stuff, too. Pretty cool stuff. Um, man, oh, man. I just The Edwards question, though, dude. I, I, I'm with a lot of these textures. He just – there's something off in, in – you don't want to put the kid at the end of the bench and never play him again. That's not what I'm suggesting. But at some point, don't you need to change up the routine? Doesn't he just need to come off the bench at the under eight or the under 12 or whatever? I mean, doesn't that just have to happen at some point? In my mind, it does. I'm Louis Rabot alongside Zach Cantrell. This is Rabot and Co. here on ESPN 680, 105.7. You can find the station online at ESPN 680, ESPNLouisville.com. You can find me on Twitter at Radio Louis. On the other end, we talk to my friend Jay Davis like we do every Thursday. Do it next here, ESPN 680, 105.7.